Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hello there and welcome. This is Blake Lindsay. I am positively glad you're here for Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. Today we will be focusing on relationships, specifically marriage relationships. Now, if you are not married, please stay with us because you can take these principles we'll hear today and apply them to your friends or family members or anyone you hold dear. Let's turn up the speakers and listen to Mr. Zig Ziglar together and I'll be back in a few minutes. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I really believe in the happiness of those long-term uh, marriages. We need to become partners for life. We need to adopt the philosophy of Sir Edmund Hillary. He was the mountain climber, the first one to scale Mount Everest. On that first trip to the top, one of the spikes or axes or whatever that Sir Edmund was dependent upon slipped and he started to fall to his death. His native guide, Tanzing Norgay, saw the situation. He quickly dug in more deeply, and he was able to hold, and Sir Edmund's life was spared. He would not accept even any thanks from Sir Edmund Hillary. He simply used the phrase, mountain climbers always help each other. Isn't that a marvelous phrase, a marvelous philosophy, a marvelous concept for husbands and wives to adopt? Husbands and wives always help each other. I believe husbands and wives can learn a great deal from that message. Maybe you have had difficulty in your relationship in the past. Maybe it has not been as loving and happy as you would like for it to be. But as long as you keep growing, as long as you keep working at it, I believe very firmly that with rare exception, it can get better and better. Dr. James Olfus puts it this way. Marriage partners who do not consider their relationship a permanent trust for life will find themselves living in a permanent crises, unable to tolerate each other, quarreling, sulking, and having difficulty with even the mildest criticism. You'd be amazed at how much time commitment saves. 
Because when you've got that commitment, you make your decisions in advance. And then uh, when circumstances arise, you don't have to make new decisions. You've already made those decisions because you made the commitment. When you disagree, you don't debate. As to leaving, you simply look for a way to resolve the issue. When opportunity to be unfaithful arises, you don't debate that. You've already made the decision, and so you save the turmoil and the time that's involved there. And if every evening, just before you call it a night and you're ready to go to sleep, I'm convinced that of every husband, and I got this from my good friend, Dr. James Merritt from Snellville, Georgia, that if husband and wife would say to each other, honey, I sure do love you, and I was faithful to you today. Now, you think what an impact that would have on every relationship. If every husband and every wife knew that that night their mate was expecting to hear, I love you and I was faithful to you today. Well, interestingly enough, that reinforces their ability to be faithful because that's the self-talk that you're reiterating and you're reinforcing that conviction. I believe it would make a big difference in your life. Little things do make big differences. If my watch is four minutes wrong, I've got trouble. If it's four hours wrong, no problem at all because I can wake up at two o'clock in the morning and if it's four hours wrong, I know it instantly. But if it's four minutes wrong, I can't tell that and I do a lot of flying. And if I'm scheduled to leave at 2.34 and that watch is four minutes slow and I get there at 2.38, I think you can see the predicament because I made a deal with the airlines that if I was not there, when they got ready to go, that they were just to go ahead without me. And I found out a few years ago they live up to their end of the agreement. I also found out it's easier to catch those dudes when they're still on the ground. Yeah, little things, little things do make a big difference. It's, you get one result, fellas, if you look into your wife's eyes and say, you know, honey, when I look into your eyes, the wheels of time just stand still. Poetic, beautiful, inspiring, results-oriented. But if you look at her and say, you know, honey, you got a face that stop a clock. Now that <laughs> will produce entirely different results. Believe me, it will. <laughs> Little things really do make a big difference. That's why long before the marriage takes place, you need to have serious discussions about the discipline rules that one establishes, the faith that the other one has, the churches they go to, the schools they attend, what their financial philosophy is. Do you buy everything in sight or do you wait until the sale comes along and wisely invest your money? Now, those things are critical before the marriage takes place. We also need to hold family meetings if the children are five years old and older in every case. We need to have those family meetings where we discuss any differences that we have. Now, one of the things we'll repeat a number of times in something like this, you can disagree without being disagreeable. 
you talk with respect to the other parent and to the other children. You understand that we are now sharing a home which offers some advantages and some benefits, but it also needs to be handled properly. You establish the ground rules on the most important issues, and mother and dad, uh, husband and wife, need to have their philosophies which are compatible, financial philosophies, raising kids philosophies, worship philosophies. They need to be close to the same page. Now, that doesn't mean you have to agree that I'm going to vote for this guy and you can't vote for that guy type of thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the issues that directly and specifically affect the family. Talk about them beforehand, then set down the principles you're going to abide by, and the particulars can be worked out as you go along. But the philosophies need to be on the same page. Where do you start? Well, one place to start, when our son was in the fifth grade, he brought home a recipe for a happy marriage. He says you take one cup of love, two cups of lawyer, three cups of forgiveness, four quarts of faith, and one barrel of laughter. Take love and lawyer and mix it thoroughly with faith. Blend it with tenderness, kindness, and understanding. Add friendship and hope, sprinkle abundantly with laughter, bake it with sunshine, wrap it regularly with lots of hugs, serve generous helpings daily, and you've got a marvelous recipe for that happy marriage. Yeah, following that guideline will absolutely keep that marriage cooking. Guaranteed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me share just a few of the little things to go along with that. Not an enormous number, but for example, if when a husband is on his way home, if he sees some flowers or beautiful wild weeds. You remember how you did it when you were a child and would bring it to your mother? What it says to your maid is, I was thinking about you. In our company, we have a little procedure called I Like Because. It's a little pad, and we write it, I like my wife, but you'd want to change it to I love my wife or I love my husband because, and then give some specific observable behavior. When I'm on a trip and the redhead has put one of those in my pajamas, it just tickles me good to get one. Uh, when the husband repairs things that are broken, the first time his wife asks him, that just scores all kinds of points at home. Now, that does not include me because I had a mechanical bypass when I was very young. <laughs> and that's out of my category. But some of you folks are, you know, you're handy uh, with tools when you just sew the button on without even being asked. When you build things for your wife's hobby, when you prepare a special dish or when you go shopping with her, fellas, or go to the football game with him, ladies. Or if you put a warm note in a cold lunch so that when he reads that note at lunchtime, he will have forgotten about the fact that the sandwich was cold because it won't be cold. When you make that little phone call during the uh, coffee break, little things like that do make a difference. And fellas, if you get home early, if the clothes are in the washing machine that your wife put in there that morning, if you will go ahead and take them out of the machine and put them in the dryer, take you three minutes, but what a big saving that will be. 
If you've beaten her home, to start the evening meal. What a delightful surprise that would be. Ladies, little things, and you do this based on your scheduling, obviously. But remember we talked in a previous recording about every day doing something for your mate that your mate is capable of doing for themselves. Little things like that make a difference. Be sensitive, and when your mate is just short of energy, when he's exhausted, uh, come to your mate's aid, offer to help. DeSales said it so eloquently when he said, nothing is so strong as gentleness, nothing is so gentle as real strength. Love, ladies and gentlemen, like sterling silver will tarnish and grow dull unless it is polished with daily applications of interest, involvement, and expressions of love. These little things can make a difference. They will make a difference. When you go out on social events, you want to stay together. You remember how it was when you were courting and y'all would go out to this big social event and some lecherous male would come bearing down on your beloved, how you would tuck her behind your back and put that hand up, and for the rest of the evening, you were Siamese twins. I mean, you were together. And I'll tell you, when you go out to social events, you stay together when you introduce your mates. You want to introduce that mate with considerable enthusiasm. This is the one I love. This is my wife. Say it with pride. Who do you need to tell today that you love them? What little thing could you do to show them that you love them? It is so easy to get caught up in getting work done, getting the kids taken care of, getting our obligations met, that we forget to stop and just practice kindness. Today, do something kind for someone you love. Until next week, I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.